This is a Pod Dealers Network podcast. The proper definition of a man is an animal that writes letters. Lewis Carroll. Define, 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 function. All right, episode two of Define Functional. No intro to this thing. We just, we go in. Uh, again, I got my homies with me, uh, Zaya Fitness and uh, Big Bad Motherfucker Chad. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, we're going to pick up from where we left off last time. I think we, last episode, we, we talked about some uh, racial things, but it was more about defining ourselves, how we saw ourselves versus how other people see us. Uh, I don't know. We're just going to rip the Band-Aid off today and go all the way in on the pause, all the way in on the uh, <laughs> on the topic of racism. Let's define racism, man. So um, I don't know. We had some semi- we had some semi-questionable things happen at the house since the last episode. Um, we had a very awkward boondocks uh, viewing session the other night. <laughs> we can get into that later. I, I kind of just want to give the floor to you, Chad, because you you've been hyping up this topic no, for I a mean, long time. I, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want to share it yet. No, you don't want to go right in. I don't want to go right into it. Well, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> it's so, the headliner. So originally. I was used to work black, but I don't think I can do that because that just puts all oh, shit. all black all black people <laughs> into the same same genre, and I can't do that to everybody. So I'm gonna use the word thug slash black. So I want to make uh, just hear me out on this. Okay, I want hear <laughs> I think I'm might be the blackest person in this house. All right. I okay. think I might be. You, you might be the blackest person in this house. All right. And and I gotta I gotta throw slash thug on there for my reasons because not every black people define what I'm about to say. So would you just I would you just flat out say you the hardest person in this house? Like you the not necessarily, not necessarily. No. I think I, I might be the blackest person. But you might be. I the have blackest. three reasons. So we're gonna figure out what the difference between them two. Stay. All right. So <laughs> so yes, so people, I didn't know where we was going, but here we are. Let's frame the conversation. <laughs> Let's frame the conversation real quick. Uh, Please don't don't take any of this the wrong way, Chad, because I'm gonna be talking to you a lot. Because of what we're talking about, <laughs> I just want to say uh, I know you, and so things I wouldn't say to you in a non-public form, I probably will say to you tonight. Because I got people that's gonna be listening to this. I'm like, you let that motherfucker say that, and you ain't say shit. <laughs> so just don't take everything like it ain't all directed at you. It's directed at someone who may be listening to something that you said. And take it the wrong way. I want them not to get it fucked up. I know you. I know who you are, Chad. All right. All right. See, that's how I just said. Well, number one, I'm the only one here that's worked at Wingstop. Pretty light, right? That's pretty, that's pretty light. I mean, so we got Harold's. We got churches. Oh, okay, down. okay. We Run got JJ's Fish and Chicken okay. on the south side of Chicago. We don't fuck with Wingstop, brother. So, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> number two. Number two. I worked at McDonald's. <laughs> I spent more time in jail than any other person in the house. I ain't never been to jail. All right. And I'm going to explain to you why that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I if had to... If that's one of your qualifications for being black is, is that you've done more jail time than anybody else in the house, I don't think I need to say anything. <laughs> I don't think I need to explain that any further. We're going to keep going, though, because I want to hear the rest of this. Or unless you want to chime in, Zay. Oh. I was just going to chime in about the prison system and systematic racism in this country. But carry on, Chad. <laughs> Before we continue, I just want to say you have a good point, Isaiah. Thank you. And number three, and my favorite, I'm the only person in the house with a white girlfriend with a big ass. Damn, these are the three most... (laughs) 
I didn't know how racist it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. He said it was going to be. He said he prepared us, man. I, so anybody listening, please understand that, that Chad has been hyping this up for a couple of days now, and he exceeded expectations. <laughs> yes. I, I, I had no idea where we was going. So, uh, so what I hear, Chad, <laughs> what I hear you saying is is when you quantify blackness, uh, low income, <laughs> low income employment. Uh, time spent in the penal system and a, and a, and a white, white girlfriend with, with a big ass. With a big ass, so you just can't have a white girlfriend. She got it. She got to be a Woody. Yeah, got got to. All right. For those that don't know, Woody, white girl with booty, pog, <laughs> pretty ass white girl. You ever you know? Because you're doing all the milf guilt stuff. There is a pog thing out there. I thought it was fat ass white girl with the ph for the fat. That, I thought it was pretty. Uh, see, uh, I hey, think both. You hipper than I am. Or are you whiter than that? We didn't figure it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, we had it. But okay, so on the on the so if we using his blackness scale to figure out you our can... whiteness, I am blacker than you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've spent more jail I think time. We already than you. Uh, we already figured that out last week. Did we? Yeah. Isaiah might actually knock somebody out. I'm gonna talk about <laughs> knocking people out, but I ain't gonna do nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I've worked at McDonald's. It sounds like you had more low income jobs. <laughs> I never had a white girl. Never had a white girl. No. But these, these, I mean, this is what we're hearing as like the uh, qualifications for blackness. Man. So, I guess to reply to each stance or prong, you got three prongs, right? First one. No, I have not worked at Wingstop. I worked at a burger joint. But then again, that's not non-related. Um, is it just what like low-income minimum wage restaurant jobs? Nah, I just said Wingstop because that's somewhere I've worked. And, is it, is uh, it chicken? Was that? Yeah, was that? I thought it was the chicken. chicken. Was that another? You know, I figured, <laughs> I figured if you can be racist, say right. racist. That, well, that was that was the first thing I thought about. Like, is it because it's a chicken place? Okay, but if if it's a if it's a minimum wage job, no chicken. It was, it was chicken. Got to be chicken. Oh, I've uh, never it can't be both. I mean, it's I, just chicken. <laughs> I mean, really, it could be whatever you want. All right, so chicken. I never worked with no chicken, but uh, and I never been to jail. And to your third point about white girls with big asses, I don't talk numbers. So, <laughs> um, Jerry, back to you, <laughs> my man, my man. There we go. Well, see, I think he had a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Inside jokes, people. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. All right, let's let's cut through. Let's cut through the the comedy real quick and figure out how many, how much of this in your mind are real life qualifications for blackness? And absolutely, how much, absolutely zero. Absolutely zero. Okay, okay. Just gotta we gotta make sure. <laughs> Just gotta make we, sure. I thought we had. We we're gonna have a. What do you call it? A. Uh... Not a confrontation, a uh, a come to Jesus, a come to Jesus, come to Jesus. An intervention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but all right. So, so where where does the where does the the thing that black men just lust after white women come from? Does anybody? Because I, I y'all gonna have to answer that question. I got, I'm not qualified. <laughs> I would never say. No, I'm not attracted to white women. There's no white woman I'm attracted to. I got a list of 10 celebrity 
women that I would that I would love to be in a relationship with. I don't know. I'm not talking about the jump offs and stuff like that. I, I'm too old for that. I'm too old for that. But on and on my list, I do have a token white girl. Uh, uh, Kara Knightley made my list, and she don't have ass. Uh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> but <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Nah, I'm good. I'm cool on Scarlett. But, <laughs> it's something about Kara Knightley's face. She got facial expressions and stuff. She does weird, and she got nice lips. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know where that that. I don't know where that came from. I'm trying to figure out why it is like that's that would fit in there. I could. I can see where people would try to associate black people with the low income thing. I can see where people would try to associate black people with uh, the prison system. None of these things I agree with, but I understand that these things have been pushed as stereotypes. I'm trying to understand where the, the black man, white girl thing came from. Well, I think if you look at the three mediums, uh, I guess you call them media or, you know, art and expression, you got literature, uh, you got picture film, right? In literature, you got the uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, American classic, right? Yeah. And the whole synopsis is around a trial of a black man uh, raping a white woman. So, I mean, just considering that's one of the, you know, all-time great American classics, and the story was centered around, I mean, even though it was in a negative context, a black man attracted to a white woman, white, white woman. And then secondly, I mean, like with film, I mean... I'm not sure how accurate this is, but I do know that um, early cartoons in like the 40s, the 30s, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously they had the they depicted black people with like big lips, uh, nappy hair. That's the old Jim Crow, Jim yeah, Crow era. The Jim Crow era. That's um, before before film, really. It's early 1900s. I, yeah, I feel like it. Uh, like there was scenes I've seen are just replays where they were like chasing after white girls, or they were making fun of them, you know, being attracted to white women. Um, and then I mean, that's really all I think. Like from an early stage, I don't know, early in America, because and then the other, the second thing I think of is Emmett Till. It's like why? Well, that's why I don't want to be attracted to white women, because every time I see that picture or have to hear about Emmett Till, it's just a sad thing to think. You're gonna about. have to educate a white person. What is Emmett Till's? Emmett Till, thirteen or fourteen? How old was he? I want to say thirteen. Thirteen. You know the year. I don't remember the year, no, no. Okay, well, back in the day, this is... And this was in Chicago, right? I believe so. Yeah. But Emmett Till was a 13-year-old, right? Yeah, 13-year-old Who was man. 13-year-old young man who, I believe they said he whistled at a white lady or he looked at a white lady, but basically the town uh, got on him for that and he was dragged to a lake, beaten, um, face mangled, thrown into the, into the river or whatever, the body of water. And... Uh, yeah, he was killed, and he was only 13, and they said he pursued a white woman. And the town, and the town, I mean, by the town, I mean the uh, the white people in the town took him to the lake, drowned him. But before that, they said that he was beaten because his body, he couldn't even recognize his face. And that's the that picture is famous. Yeah, yeah, his mother held the funeral with an open casket because she wanted the world to see what people had done to her son. And uh, and I think it's only been in recent years, only been in the last I want to say ten years that 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 woman has come out and admitted that she lied. Oh, so this is recent? No, this isn't no, recent. No, no. This is like, but that woman wait, and that that goes to another like racial thing. Have you know? I just I just realized this because this is one time Facebook taught me something, and I was like, oh, the shit. fact that he said it could have been recent. No, the fact that like oh. every time you see a picture of like some black shit, like like Martin <laughs> Luther King or. Uh, 
or Malcolm X or Mecca Evers or any of like the civil rights or any of that stuff, like it's always black and white as if color, like as if it's that old that color photos didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And like if you see a picture of like the Vietnam protests and, and like hippies and, and all that kind of stuff, those pictures are in color and they're like the same fucking time period. But they always portray our stuff like it happened so long ago. Like, like yeah, so the Emmett, like, so that's what I was thinking when you brought it up. Like, every picture I've seen of Emmett Till has always been in black and white, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it was that old, that long ago. But I think mm-hmm. this was that long ago. Like, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19, he died 1955. 1955. That was 1955. six years after my mother was born. Well, there was a, you know, I read a, a uh, it's funny that you bring up the, uh, what was the book, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, because I read that in jail too, by the way. But. <laughs> But, uh, so y'all both whiter than me right now. <laughs> but uh, you have ever read To Kill a Mockingbird? That was that was so racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read it for a that class, was English class. That was horrible. I, I apologize to everyone. No, sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but there's a there's a story about a guy named Sam something or another from Sherman, Texas, and he, some white girl was basically like. Back in the old Salem witch trial days, where all somebody had to do was call you a witch, and they put they'd hang you. Same thing this black guy dealt with in Sherman, Texas, which is like a few minutes away from Oklahoma border. He uh, some white girl pointed at him and said he raped me or something. I don't think he actually did, if I remember the story correctly. But the uh, Texas Rangers had to go up there and lock him in the bank safe vault to seek trial the next day because the town was going to kill him. They ended up burning down the bank. And he, he died from asphyxiation. And when they finally did get into the vault, they took his dead body out of the vault, cut his penis off, and then hung him from a tree and lit the tree on fire. And all the, just from a white girl pointing at him and said he raped me. Yeah. And they didn't even have any evidence that he actually did. So this, this, this brings me to, to something that bothers me, you know, a lot, especially with like 2020 and the stuff that we saw happen and, um, and then like the, the reaction to it. Um, it seems to me that every time something happens to black people in America, you have to reconvince white America that it's been happening for centuries, like you know, decades, centuries. It's been happening forever. They treat every time a problem comes up and we say this is another example of systemic racism in this country, they act like, nah, it's just one black dude that got a, a knee put on his neck for eight minutes on camera. You know, no, it's not a systemic problem. They're just bad apples or something. It's like, no, but if you start adding up, adding up, adding up. And so from your story to Emmett Till to, you know, Trayvon Martin to Tamir Rice to Breonna Taylor to Elijah. Oh, my. McLean. McLean, thank you. Uh, George Floyd. Like, they got to stop looking at these things in a, you know, in a, in in a in isolation. Like, these is. Like, why do we have to keep convincing the country that there is a problem? Like, we haven't even gotten to the fix the problem because we can't convince people that there is a problem. But historical evidence shows there has been a problem, and maybe and while it has gotten better, it's not, it's not gone, it's not done. And we actually saw like a regression over the last couple of years, which is crazy. But that was a whole. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to take us there, but but I don't, I don't get that. I mean. I just, so I just want to get your opinion, Chad. Like, do you do you see that? Like, do you see when you think of the the struggle of Black people in America? 
does it feel like a recent issue? Does it feel like I feel like it's isolated uh, cases, or does it feel like something that's been going on? For I say the, this the history all, of this country. I, I say this with all respect. I think that it's been a it's been a problem all along to the past, to the present, to the future. Um, I think there's a certain sect, and this probably goes with any race, any nationality, but there's a certain sect of the black community that probably isn't doing themselves any favors um, when it comes to, I don't know if even the term of changing, I don't think that they should have to change the white people thought, but let's just say, I don't think they're doing themselves any favors in changing the white people's thought, how they go about their business. I don't know if that's right. I, I doubt that's right. To build off your point. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Ding. <laughs> but no, so to actually build off the point, because I think it is true that it could be a waste of time or it is causing more tension to try to, to change someone's current ideals. That's why, I mean, through this whole year, something I've been um, you know, serious about is talking about how it's in the next generation. So if there is going to be a change, it's not going to be in our thought processes, in our um, perceptions of race and reality it's going to be how we bring up the next generation so i mean there's some truth to that where you know all the movement trying to change i mean legislation legislative changes yes they will help but in terms of trying to change how someone was brought up and how they see the world that's pretty difficult like that's straight man i gotta shock someone's mind and you know change everything it takes act of god yeah act of god <laughs> i've noticed like as a white person you go to like you go stand outside the greyhound terminal run, run yourself into a black guy it almost seems like there's almost reverse not really reverse race the racism back towards the white people even if i'm not technically racist like i've gotten racist from a black guy towards me probably because he's been uh he's dealt with it his whole life so and that's just not ever going to solve a problem I mean, I think both sides just need to come at it with some love and then, and, 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 you know, live their lives and not, a. there's no reason to sit there and hate each other yeah. over yeah, color love, of skin. Love towards the next generation. And, and, and education. There's going to take some, be some, like, somebody needs to, there needs to be some education in there to the next generation. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, if you, if you look at racist, it's not, I, I know racist goes to the top all the way from a peasant all the way up to Trump. I know it's all over, but if you look at racism, like back in the 20s, they, the KKK used to go around America, Southern America specifically and go uh, target people that were like white people that were uh, in poverty. And they went after those people that were uneducated. And that's how they built their numbers so big in the early 20s. Since then, they've died off a little bit, but they've gone underground a lot more. They used to be way out in the open. But... uh I know the next generation needs to be educated a little bit better and be taught some love instead of hate. All right. So a couple points and um, a couple things. I, I hope I remember all the things I want to try to say so we can hit them all. But one, I want to respond to the last thing that you said. Um, do you guys think it's funny that like America as a country went to great lengths to try to squash uh, black nationalism or uh, black power movements, um, things like the Black Panther. I mean, we have the COINTELPRO. We know what happened. You know, the things they did to try to get rid of the, the Black Panthers, to try to squash the movement that the Nation of Islam was making at the time, to even try to, you know, uh, get dirt on Martin Luther King so they could discredit him. Um, and at the same time, I, I don't, I'm not aware of any movement America has ever made to try to 
squash the KKK. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever, I don't know if we've ever talked about the KKK as a terrorist organization or had FBI probes into trying to figure out how to destroy that movement. Um, but every, I don't know. Destroy is probably not the right word. I know the FBI has, because KKK comes with so much violence and so many crimes. I know that they have files on them and on the leaders and on the people like the high up right. members just out of. But trying to trying to trying actually to squash actually it, disband it, uh, disband it to get rid of it. I've watched a lot of documentaries and I've never heard actually never heard, seen I've one never one. heard those words yeah. used. The other so the other thing I wanted to um, wanted to do because we had this con- we started this conversation the other night about like you mentioned reverse racism and the idea of black people and can they be racist or uh, or Kanye the West. difference between prejudice and racism. I wanted to say like. Like so, I talk about my mom a lot when I talk about racism, and and I have I have on one podcast episode referred to my mother as the most racist person I know, and uh, that hurt her uh, immensely. So I apologize, mom. Uh, my mother believes that she's prejudiced, you know, and and her prejudice comes from a specific place. And my mother was born in '49, which was six years before the Emmett Till thing. Um, she's seen a lot, and she can she would and she never told me these stories until I was like an adult. But uh, like my grandma, my grandma was a hard woman. My grandma was probably only a generation out of slavery. I think she had like a uh, maybe a sixth grade education. Um, she had to drop out of school to you know to take care of kids, take care of her brothers and sisters as a, as a really young woman. Uh, and she was a she was a hard woman. She was a you know children are here to be seen and now heard kind of you know kind of person. And uh, my mom would talk about the only time. She remembers my grandmother being like, like nice. <laughs> would be when they took trips. My they moved from South Carolina to DC when my mother was very young, and when they would take trips back to South Carolina, would be the time that my grandmother would be real nice. She would, uh, she would fry chicken, which is something they didn't always have the money to do, or you know, which that was a special occasion type thing. She would buy Ritz crackers, which, you know. I don't know what it's like for poor white folks, but rich crackers for poor black folks is a big deal. <laughs> and so, um, and she would do all of these things. And my mom didn't realize until she was older that she would do these things because she didn't want the kids to ask to stop to eat. Because on that ride from D.C. to South Carolina, there was no place safe for them to stop to eat. And these are the things that my mother has seen in her lifetime. So for her now, you know, a, a white person she don't know, is it safe? It isn't safe, you know? And so, yes, you may have that, you know? To, and I, so I think if one of the things in, in South Africa when they were getting rid of apartheid, one of the first things that happened was the South African government made a statement acknowledging that a system had been in place that was designed to keep people of a certain color, you know, uh, oppressed. They admitted to it. And I think... Again, like I was saying earlier, that is the problem that we have in America is that for some reason, the current generation of white people feels like if they admit that these things happened or maybe are still happening, they're saying that something that they're bad. And I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying admit this shit is not right. So you can help us fix it since you're a good person. Like be a good person and admit to the wrongdoing of maybe your ancestors or whatever. So we can we can start fixing it. So maybe that's where some of that. "Quote unquote reverse racism." Yeah, comes from. And I use the quotes because that's a debate. Can black people be racist? Mm. 
Any thoughts? <laughs> I think anybody can be racist. I think anybody can be racist. If you're, you're hating on somebody for not who they are, what they look like, then you're being racist. So, so how do you feel about the idea that racism requires power? Like, if you don't have the power to deny or do something to another group based on <laughs> your prejudice, then that's not racism. That's I think, prejudice. I think discrimination... Discrimination. And uh, oppression requires power because you're in the position to put those standards or put those stipulations on someone or a body of people. And, uh, and I mean, that's why I think they go together. Racism, again, doesn't ever have doesn't ever have to be expressed. Someone can be racist, have racist thoughts, but act like they're yeah, but you know, tolerating others. But I don't know if that's power unless I have power over. I mean, in, in this way I'm coming from it is like. If I'm in here dropping the N-word, and I'm not talking about the A, I'm talking about the E-R, that's racism. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's racism. You know what I mean? And, and I'm being racist. And I, I, maybe power over your feelings. or you, uh, that I don't really have any power over you. Well, I call it Especially leverage. Yeah, it's like leverage because you know that. I mean, maybe, again, for each person, like you would know that that would strike a chord in someone or, you know, stir up anger. Or, so, like, I mean, that's something... That's expressing racism, um, but still at the same time, that's not discrimination or... How about this? And I'm not talking about me, but how about, say, I guess somebody with KKK walks down the street in their full clan outfit or whatever they wear, I don't even know what it's called, and you're just sitting on the porch. So they just walk by and they don't say a word to you. Not one word. Is that still power or is that still racism? Um, if they don't say, like, how does that work? Just dude looking stupid in the streets. <laughs> if he doesn't, if he doesn't want problems, he doesn't want problems. Okay. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I, I feel like, because uh, that to me is the same as people waving the Confederate flag. Like, um, oh, you, you have, you should have some idea of what those symbols mean to people, and they mean these things for, for legitimate reason. reasons. Yeah. Like, not, not, it's not like, you know, it's not like. I just don't like zebras. And if you bring a zebra around me, it's like, fuck you and your zebra. And I was like, you know, it's like, no, like this flag stood for something and that, that robe and that, and that hood stands for something. And whether or not you say the words or make an action, you know, you know, the symbolism that you're putting off when you walk down, when you walk past me. So in a way it is expressing that. It is expressing. Like you. So yeah, I mean, yes, it is expressing. Yes, he would have the right to, I don't know, maybe he would have the right to, but I mean, again, like I could respond. Would that be like, power? I, I mean, is there a power? He's being racist. I, I would think he's being racist, and for coming from my point of view. But is is he sure, is he have any power over you? Or Physically, verbally, no. Emotionally, yes. But you can't ever. Yeah. I mean, know, I don't. I don't really differentiate between the two. To me, racism, prejudice, um, however you want to use the words to try to make yourself feel better, is cool. But uh, even if you, to me, even if you do see some difference between racism and prejudice. You're pretty much saying, don't ever give me power because I got the same mindset of a person that's racist. I just don't have the power to do nothing about it yet. So please keep me in my position because if I ever get power, I'm going to be the very thing I've been complaining my whole life about. So I don't, I don't know. That's I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for that one. But anyway. But, but so if if you don't, you're saying if you don't see the difference between racism and prejudice? I don't see the difference now. Because okay. to me, it's the same mindset. You're just talking about whether or not you have the ability to act upon it. And that's most of the time outside of your control. Like the fact that you don't have the ability to act on it is not something that you did. It's not a 
virtue that you have is a position that you're in. So if you had the ability to act on it, are you, you know, and you already have the mindset, how do I know you're not going to do the very same thing as the person that now has the ability to do it? Like you just, you're pretty much telling me you only racist because you can't, because you don't have the ability to be. So I need to make sure you don't get the ability to be racist because it sounds like you would be. But be discriminatory or be, I guess anyone could be racist. Anybody could be racist. Anybody could be racist. I'm but, racist a lot. <laughs> but I don't think like, but having the power is where you take it to the point where you're acting on that racism. But I'm kind of lost now. I don't know. I, I think the, the the human mind is designed to seek out patterns. It's trying mm-hmm. to predict. You know, it's trying it's trying to keep you safe. So if every time it sees a bee, you get stung, then you're going to be afraid of bees. You know, whether or not that bee has any intention on stinging you or not. Now you're not going to wait for that. You're already seeking out the pattern. Um, so I can get how experiences can condition you to feel a certain way about a certain group of people just based off sight. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and maybe that's that to me, I guess, is prejudice, prejudging or something like that. But when you get to the point where you like, I don't like, I ain't gonna, I don't want to do nothing to them, but I don't like them, you know, or I don't want to do nothing to them, but fuck that dude. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever's happening at the Greyhound Terminal. I've never been down there, so I don't know. I have been to Greyhound. Let me stop. You ever been to Houston's Greyhound Terminal? I've never been to Houston's Greyhound. Shit gets real over there. It goes down. You can buy just about whatever drug you want, Bluetooth speaker, bum out a whole pack of cigarettes, all in like three and a half minutes. <laughs> campsites, it's, it's it's. All right, so here's here's the thing I used to do, and in, in this let's let's see if we can dissect whether or not it's racist or not. <laughs> so because I y'all see me right, if, if you can't see me if you're listening to this, but I'm like you know I don't know I'm like uh, this is my heavyweight. I may be like one seventy. Um, as a kid, I was way less than that. I'm like, I hope so. I'm five nine on a good day. You know, I'm I'm not muscular. I don't be in the gym. None of that shit. You know, I'm just a wiry. You're a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. I'm a, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So imagine me as a kid, and uh, and there were people, you know, because of it had to have been my skin color. Cause I'm not a big imposing figure, but there are people that be afraid of me. And once I realized you were afraid of me, cause in no other situation that I was in was anybody ever afraid of me. Like I didn't go to school and wasn't nobody at school afraid of me. So when I'm in these situations and you were all of a sudden afraid of me, like that, that made me feel somewhat powerful. So I would play into it. I'd get on the subway in DC and ride the lines where I knew, you know, the, the color line existed. And I'd ride onto their side and I'd be in the wintertime and I'd have a big coat on or something. And I'd have my hands in my pockets and, you know, be staring at a, a dude on the train for an abnormally long period of time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd say something to him like, nice watch. <laughs> <laughs> now I know I'm doing something to him. And I know I'm and I'm doing it to him because I don't like him because I feel like he already doesn't like me. Yeah, you know, or he already feels a certain kind of way about me. That's unjustifiable because there's nothing about me, you know, that lends into that fear. But because you have it, I'm going to fuck with you. So which one of us was racist? Both of us? Me? Him? Where we at? You put that jacket, big-ass jacket on for a reason before you left. Because it's cold outside, bro. It's cold, so it gets what, cold what did the dude do in this situation? 
they just they either like turn and go someplace else or find another spot on the train or get off well, the somebody's next like, somebody's <laughs> mean, If somebody's mean mugging your watch, you ain't gonna want to stay in the general vicinity. Nah. So, but for him, just even being afraid of me, you don't. How do you know he's afraid of you up until? That's the thing. Yeah, you said you felt he was already afraid, which made you feel empowered. You, but you never I, knew what he felt. Because if I was dealing with somebody who wasn't, if I was on a, the other somebody side. Somebody staring of the, at your watch, you're going to be a little afraid. If I was on the other side of the train line, I pulled that same move, motherfucker be like, what you asking for? Like, you know, <laughs> you want you want, a, you want an up close look? I get, I'll put it in your face if you want to see it for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what would happen to me somewhere else. I knew I could get away with it up there. I did it. Oh, you're it taking advantage of a situation a little bit. Right, but it shouldn't have been a situation for me to take advantage of in the first place. Y'all, both y'all's bad on that point. I mean, he reacted to you. Uh, you he reacted to you trying to meme mug him, trying to cup the watch. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying. To, I don't know. I don't know if he. Uh, this is an innocent question. It's a nice watch. It was a nice watch. <laughs> you scared the guy? I was just fucking. I'm racist. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm racist. I know. All right. So then. To circle all the way back to one of your points, the next generation, right? So, this show is called Define Functional. I want to talk a lot about definition. My question to you would be, with the next generation and moving forward, is it better to try to erase the lines between us and pretend like there is no difference? Or say we're different, embrace those differences and... And move that way. Like, I'm trying to figure out if... Because it feels like what we want is, quote unquote, colorless society. Where nobody sees nothing. Like, you know, we're all the same thing. Right. Um, is that better? or is? Because I think there's some downsides to that. And I think we experienced one the other night. I, I wait till you answer to tell you what I, what I what we experienced okay. the other so night. So I think, you know, race is a social construct. Like, And when I say that, I mean... It does not exist like humankind has pinned that on one another because biologically there's nothing there's nothing in my gene pool your gene pool or your gene pool that would say i'm black or say i'm white there would just be a genotype which shows a phenotype which has certain characteristics on our outer shell that we call black or white or asian or so that's a tough question because it's so ingrained into society race so maybe we can't have people see because people always laugh when someone says, "Well, I don't see color." Well, yeah, you do because everybody <laughs> else does, and that's what you've been trained to see. But um, in terms of the next generation, I think it's it's going to be a lot of love and tolerance taught, and it's not it, it's going to be a lot of you know understanding one another. But I don't think it'll, it'll ever be a point where people won't say call someone black or white, but. I think it would be accepting of each other, but if that's a beautiful thing to think about. If you can, if the next generation was taught that there's differences, right? But we're all one humankind, mankind. Um, but I mean, it's just like we see how how hard it is. Like the whole civil rights movement, how much work has been put in just trying to give rights to civil rights to a certain civil group rights. of people, right? Civil <laughs> rights. Like how you gonna we can't even do that. How long you think it's gonna take for us to not see color? It's gonna be hard because I'd be like, you know, 
hey, you remember that guy Tom we saw down the street the other day? <laughs> and you're like, Tom who? And I say, Tom, the black guy. That just cuts out 60% of the population, 70% of the population right <laughs> we there. We narrowed it down I just, real fast. <laughs> I just said, we can get down to it real fast. I just made true, it true. 70, 60, 70% easier because I, because I threw that color out there. All right. What, uh, what, you remember that guy down there at the bus station? Which guy? The guy with the unusually large nostrils, round <laughs> face, and curly hair. You don't remember the guy? I'm no, that's guy. racist. <laughs> so that, yeah, we, we got maybe, racist. Maybe we could get to a point now, like that. So funny story, right? So uh, I, want, I worked this job once, and um, desktop support. So I'm going to customer's desk, working on their computer. And there was a, another guy that worked in the same group I did. His name was Jared, and his last name began with an F. So we were both Jared F. He was white and flamboyantly gay. So people would call and they say, um, can you send Jared over here? He was working on my computer last week. You know, I'm having the same issue. And they'd be like, oh, we got two Jareds. Which one? And that would be the most, that would just be the most uncomfortable conversation <laughs> for people because they didn't want to say, the gay Jared, they didn't want to say the straight Jared, they didn't want to say the black Jared, they didn't want to say the white Jared. The non-black Jared. <laughs> so they would try, they would try to, I think his last name began with an F. I, don't help. <laughs> <laughs> don't help, you know, because you know, Flanagan is not, I don't know, for some reason people don't remember it, they just know F, you know. So uh, it would it would always end up having to be the person that they, like the person that they had called having to say like, you mean the black one? No, the other one. You know, like it would always, and they still didn't want to say the the word. It was just like whatever you, nah, the other one. You know, that one. So I just, yeah, on, on terms of whether people see it or not, and and can we reach a point where you can act like it don't exist? I, you know, I don't know. I had a I had a boss one time. Speaking of that, um, I forget what the subject was on, but he was a white boss, and. He told me, he's like, hey, you're helping. Like, I was delivering beer for a living. He said, your helper today's going to be this guy. And I didn't know who he was. I says, the Mexican guy? and uh, my, Or the Mexican one or something like that? And my boss looked at me, came over. He whispered in my ear. He's like, kind of next to me. He said, uh, Chad, you can't call him that. And I was like, why not? He's from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he just, he was taking the word wrong, but it's like, we're getting a little too sensitive when it comes to can't call somebody from Mexico. Yeah, that's, or Mexico. A, that's a nationality. But yeah. at the same time, you could be mistaking the nationality. I could be mistaken. So that's... maybe it's not because you're calling him Mexican out of like a racial stance, but because he might not be from Mexico. <laughs> I, I had something real racist I wanted to say, but I'm, I'm trying not to say it. I, sometimes <laughs> I think, I'm going to say, sometimes I think, you know, from some of these other cultures, you just, just a little bit of understanding from the other point of view. Like, I think Dave Chappelle did it once. He was like, man, you want to piss off, you know, a Korean? He's like, you know, call them Chinese or something. He's like, do I look Chinese? He's like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, Mexican. Now I'm from Colombia. Do I look Mexican? Kind of. Yeah, but I, yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's inappropriate. But, <laughs> but, but the other thing I wanted to get on... And when it comes to like blurring the line or or doing that we all the same. So we had the experience the other night. I love the boondock. I, I've loved the boondock since the day that show came on. <laughs> Dope show from the soundtrack to the animation style to the, the topics that they discussed and how relevant it was. I love that show. And I've watched it with so many people 
and uh, and just had a, a great time. Like I can remember being like high as fuck one time watching the Boondocks and seeing like, oh my god, like this is what he's really trying. I had all these <laughs> theories. Like it went, it went, it went real left. I've never had a more uncomfortable experience <laughs> in my life. Likewise. Then watching the Boondocks with Chad and his girlfriend the other night. The Likewise. white girl with booty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, like, yeah, that was kind of bad. I, I found myself being a little racist because every time they said something controversial, I was looking back at the two black guys, seeing the, the reaction <laughs> on their face, and then watching the show again. Right. I don't even think I had a natural laugh during that whole thing. It was just... To, uh, what do you like the the nervous laugh like? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, and so we all we was all cool, and I mean, and I and I've talked to her since, and I'm like you know I told her she she's family, she's part of the house, you know she she one of us. But as much as I'm like you, one of us in that moment, it was us. <laughs> <laughs> this is us. Chad and them. Chad and them. I don't. Hey, I'm over on this side. It was big bad motherfucking Chad over there. <laughs> And it's like, and then we had the instance. I, I don't, I, what was it that made her say the word? I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but she said it like three times. Or right? four yes, or five. The, three, the or day when we talked about it? Yeah. That and, night? And then I looked at it and said, would you stop saying that? <laughs> and it's like on, on one end, like I look at her, it's like, is that's kind of the mindset we're asking us to get to. Where, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, where if, like, if you don't want people, I like mean. It's, 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 we're all the same and it's a joke and. You know, you made the joke, but I can't make the same joke. And you know, and it's like, but yeah, no, you can't. I <laughs> know you can't. I, th- I think it was when she's. We were joking, like she's validated, like she's one of us. And she's yeah, like, yeah, I'm just one of the niggas. Right. We were like what? She's like the nigga. And I'm like what? The nigga? No. Like, like, yeah. When he said what, he was giving you an opportunity to back away, to back away, <laughs> and you kept pushing forward. <laughs> I said, yeah, white people, that's a lesson for you. When, when we heard you, right, right. <laughs> when we asked you to repeat yourself, is to give you the opportunity to change what it is you said. Come again. Like, not <laughs> not to repeat the shit again. <laughs> but, but yeah, nah, I, I just I wonder about that, like in terms of, of, of the way forward. Is the way forward a world where that's not uncomfortable? Or is the way forward a world where we say, you understand the difference between me and you? Is, this, this shit that's a part of my culture and the shit that's a part of your culture. And I, if I don't understand or identify as a part of your culture, I won't try to participate in that. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. Like, which one is the right way to go? I don't know, because 50 years from now, there could be, how do we get rid of culturism? <laughs> but but no, in all seriousness, I don't... I, like, I know I say it's, you know, in the next generation, but that's a good question. Like, that should be a talking point. How do we apply these ideals and apply these ways of thinking where it's not it doesn't have to be you know getting rid of or avoiding like something that would inflict like concern or something that would inflict thing that would get me on that is that the african community or whatever is trying to be equal and one with one with all the other communities and be on the same playing field but then having words that separate themselves. It's like you try to be together and then have things that separate you at the same time. So I don't know. That's just something that popped in my head about it. I mean, I think one thing I think for outsiders looking in, and especially from the white community, is they just have to understand the history of the word. And, 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 that, so, and that coming from you, it carries a different weight 
because of the way it's been used before or, or, or you know, the, the way it was. But we give words power. Yeah. If, but, if but we don't question, give that word the power that, that by, by keeping it in its own little box that we're given that word power that it doesn't deserve in a way. Um, I'm not necessarily saying every white person should be running around dropping in bombs all over town, but I'm just saying if we keep that, keep that put up on that pedestal, we'll continue giving it the power that it's had the last 200, 250 years. Let me ask you this, like in your family, you got any, any nicknames, people that you call a certain name and that's specific to the family. Like I, you can call them whatever, but if you're not a member of the family, you like my my, my dad's name is Milton, but all the fam- all his family calls him Chuck. Yeah. I've never I've never heard anyone call him Chuck besides family. So like, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, and I think like outsiders just come into there, and and you you realize like if I'm not a part of that family, I don't necessarily have the right to just call a man Chuck. Like you know, like <laughs> you know, like that that's that's something particular to well, like this I said, group over here. I, I get that, but like I said, not every white person needs to go around dropping in bombs. <laughs> But I, I still think we need to take the power away from the word. And but taking know. the power takes the like if you took Chuck away from Milton, that's not a happy Milton. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think about like you know like like I have Hispanic friend, and I know that there are certain words and terms you know in that culture that I don't understand completely. So even if I'm around them and they all calling each other that you know, I don't feel, and I don't have no. One, I don't. What I don't understand is where does this sincere desire to do right, it come exactly. from? Like if when I'm like I said, when I'm around friends of other cultures and they're using terms that I don't understand, I don't have this desire to just want to. Like I need to do that too. I yeah, I I deserve to be right. able. To I don't want to be be one just like you. You I said it. I don't I be saying. Say. I, 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 I personally don't try to say it <laughs> unless I'm walking in the room and telling you know my girlfriend to stop. <laughs> saying true, it. true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but uh, if I was to blame it on anybody, if I was to quote saying that word, and obviously the a, not the er. If I was to quote it at all, it's no difference. <laughs> <laughs> but it is because yeah, I mean in a way, but it's it, no difference. It's the no same difference. word. It's, it's just. Changing the ending. The ending doesn't change the meaning. Then why do y'all? Co- I mean, it, let me ask you this: yeah. If ask your questions, this is, okay? This is, so this is the platform. <laughs> so if if why why if if having that word called to you from anybody or a white person, whoever, makes black people feel some type of way, it makes them feel that way. Why would they want their friends in the black community to call them that? Why does it? I mean, why does it change? Just, just like he said, because it's it's understood by the community. So it's it's someone coming into the community saying something. That does, but it, if it, if that word denotes racism and denotes slavery and all the things that comes with it, then why would mm-hmm. you want to call? Why would you want to hear that from his, out of his mouth? Or why would you know? Why would you want him to say that to you? Because we have, and when I say we, I only mean some of us. This is something white people might not understand: is that even within the black community. I don't have a free pass to call any black man I see a nigga. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do that. I I remember working someplace and um, and this was like after I like we not even at work and I'm just hanging out with another black dude and I think at some point I was like yeah what's up dog and he's like man don't ever call me that I ain't your dog don't call me and like and it, and it's shocking like, it took it caught me off guard because I thought I had like a universal pass like that the was universal just, head nod the head yeah the universal head nod that that was just 
understood and it's not understood they, that's a it's almost you almost got to have a personal relationship with a person or understand that they are from the the same culture that you're from and they have the same understanding of what it's 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 that's an issue with every language if you don't know that the word you are using is going to be interpreted by the person that you are using it at the way you intended to then you need to find a better word. Because you, you may say something that you don't mean to say to somebody because you don't understand what you're saying. Do you think if we took the power away from that word, do you think, like, maybe not necessarily in the black community, but in the do you think if we took the power away from that word somehow that the it would stop getting used? No, nah, I, I, me personally, I, mean, I, I'm, I don't see myself ever not using the word. I, I, you know, I've heard, you know, Richard Pryor went to Africa and came back and he don't say nigga no more. I say nigga... So many times during the course of the day, it uh, it doesn't make sense. And it's, it's it's sometimes I feel bad about it. Most of the time, I Jared don't. Jared, two hundred, <laughs> Isaiah, negative four. No, seriously, I don't use the word. Like yeah. it's just, I. You know what's sad? I used it more in high school in front of my white friends, not not letting them say it, but like I would say it, not like at them. No, maybe around other black people. Yes. Maybe just saying them normal vocabulary, but I, I, don't, I don't use the word. But at the same time, to his point, I can see how, like he says, so, I wouldn't two. get mad. I wouldn't get mad if he said it at me because, again, I understand. We have the same understanding of that word, what it means. But um, I'm not the type of person to just, if, if someone calls me, if someone calls me, I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't, I mean, I just don't use it. And it's not. It's just not in my vocabulary, but yes, I do understand the meaning of it, and uh, you know, it is a. I can tell you from most white people's point of view, it, it, well, from my point of view, and at least from the other person's point of view, we're speaking on that, like the er means racist slavery, um, and the a means more like, kind of like homie, for, but I guess more from a, a black standpoint. But like, that's my, you know, whatever, but uh, the. I didn't, I didn't know they were – everybody knows they're closely related, but didn't, I guess, realize that they were the exact same. They are, I mean, they're the exact same at the same time. No one says ER unless it's out of hate or unless it's – Yeah, that's more of the hate. You got to put, put work in the ER. Right. You exactly. Got intention. You got, exactly. There's intent. <laughs> you, want, you want to say that and you say it to the full extent besides just saying it like – I mean, it's, it's, it's an expletive like any other expletive. You can be – Ugly as fuck, can be pretty as fuck, can be smart as fuck, can be dumb as fuck, you know, can be dirty as fuck, clean as fuck, all. So you can be, you know. Uh, so I, I want to say nigga, this. Smart nigga. <laughs> I want to say. Nigga. So the only requisite, prerequisite for for saying the word is skin color, right? Because no. Isaiah, Isaiah's from an affluent neighborhood. He's a well-educated person. He's articulate. And he's all the stereotypes, you know. We give him hell all the time about being the whitest black person we know. But, but, uh, what are the uh, the qualifiers? Qualify, qualifiers for saying I, this because I don't so, know if Isaiah meets any of them except no. for skin color. I'm gonna say it's, it's cultural, and culture culture extends beyond or or even segregates within a skin color. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm also say this, this, and this is something I got from Talib Kweli. He did a whole uh, op-ed on the word, and uh, the where where he ended it off at is that it, it is a word, and 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 in this world, we really don't have the ability to tell somebody that they can't say a word. Um, 
but words have context and they have consequences. And so if if you really if you really feel the need to say the word that bad, if you really feel the need that you need to say that word, understand the context number 1, you know, how you're using it, who you're using it in front of, who you're using it with, and then understand the consequences and be ready to accept them. Nobody can stop you from saying it. But there may be consequences if you say it. And their consequences are going to be different depending on the context. And the context can be who it came from, who it was said to, where it was said, when it was said, why it was said, all that kind of stuff. So just context and consequences. If you really feel like you need to say it, there ain't no magical wall that's going to come down to prevent you from doing it. But there may be consequences that come with it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What? Oh, man. Uh what else were you going to talk about race before we close this out? <laughs> How do y'all feel right now? Everybody I feel need, I think we need a uh, sound bite. Sound bite. I don't know what I got. I'm just going to press a button. See what Bottom I'm left. Whoa. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a white person, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a white person. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've never been more uncomfortable in my life watching boondocks around white folks and i feel bad i feel some kind of way about that like wow there's uh the same jokes i can enjoy the same jokes around some people that i can't enjoy around other people or i can't enjoy them as much like so that's something in myself i have to work on i think we all have i I still haven't figured out for me whether or not the way forward is blurring the line or establishing the line and embracing it um I think that's a decision the country has to make. I, I think the country's too big and too, too uh, differentiated to ever make the decision and stick with it. And there we go. All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap up here. We're going to see who at the door doing the police knock. I want to appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you all for joining us for this conversation. Um, love to hear your thoughts and viewpoints on it. If you want to share any feedback. Um, you know how to reach me, Flan at What Is TWS or uh, What Is TWS on all your social media outlets. Cigarettes? What we get? Oh, you got coffee. Oh, it's paperwork. Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, I guess. I mean, I What's up, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> he used oh. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, unless you got anything, Chad, Zay. I ain't got nothing. Nothing. I'm all good. It was a good talk. It's a good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. And then there's Lily with black and white spots. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is she white with black spots? You got my bicultural <laughs> dog. <laughs> right. Is she white with black spots or black with white spots? We don't, <laughs> we don't know. If you cut that white hair down low, the black spots start coming out more. So I think the black hair is underneath the white hair. So deep down. <laughs> <laughs> deep down at her core. <laughs> You one of us. I <laughs> I knew we had a bond, Lily. <laughs> but uh yeah. Please check out uh, my other podcast, the What Is TWS podcast, what is TWS.com, or search for what is TWS, all one word on uh all your major streaming platforms. Check out my man Zaya Fitness on Instagram, Z A Y A H Fitness. Uh he hit, he hooked me up with some some Fitness treats or whatever it was today. Some, some vegan truffles. Vegan truffles. But it wasn't good as those tip treats I brought home. It was not by by light years, but uh, <laughs> but they was alright. They was alright. The brownie I could actually see myself eating. I could see myself like. How many brownies did you eat today? You ate brownies from three I, different I, stop, places. Stop judging me, bro. Man, you put them on blast. 
put them put on me the on spot. blast in front of everybody. Right? Smoky Moe's, Tiff's Treats, and and the vegan world. <laughs> I'm trying to get my weight up. I'm trying to be like you, Chad. Mm. I'm trying to be a big bad motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying to trying to tell me nice black Jared. <laughs> nice watch. Nice, nice watch. watch. <laughs> nah, I, this I'm, a, a, I'm gonna make hey, sure I don't ever wear watches right now. You gotta make a shirt. Nice watch. Now nah, this this is an open carry state, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, they don't play them games down here. <laughs> All right, but on that note, thank y'all for listening, man. Uh, I don't know when the next time we're gonna do this, but uh, be looking out for it because it's coming soon. Define function. Y'all be good.